0: Hey there, ladies and gents, they, thems, her, hims. Welcome to the People on Toast podcast, the podcast where we talk about people and how we interact with them on a daily basis. I'm your host, Sophia Tran, and I hope to dive into self-knowledge daily with you. So I hope you join us. Stay tuned. So guys, previously on the People on Toast podcast, we had talked about uh, climate change and how it's important to be informed on Accurate information and how a division in opinions doesn't necessarily mean we can't accept or respect each other's views and take away something good and you know more or less form an opinion for ourselves. Now forming an opinion does not mean forcing that opinion on others because sometimes, I hate to say it, your opinion may not be asked for and some people who may ask for your opinion may ask for it so they could better understand where you're coming from, not, say, be proven as to why your opinion is better than theirs. So I just want to put that disclaimer out for this week's episode. And uh, if you're curious on to why the People on Toast podcast was named People on Toast, you should refer back to my first episode. So... That that's a clear and in-depth conversation. But I'm very excited to bring in my next guest for today's podcast, the third episode, because the second one was too risque. And here we go, Miss Julia Smith. Hello, Julia. How are you doing today? Hey guys,
1: I am doing great. Happy to be alive. Yes. It's like 70 degrees outside. Yeah, it's
0: so here amazing. in Alabama,
1: we just like skipped winter and went right on into summer, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> being more healthy, like I refuse to like catch a cold.
0: Yeah, Um, I wanted to ask you about some of your podcasts, the Better World, Better Me podcast. So do you wanna get into kind of um, the inspiration on um, your podcast and where health relates to it? Let's get into (laughs) it. Okay, okay,
1: okay, let me go in. I The reason what got me into health so much is i was in an abusive relationship for like almost four years and like being in that relationship i completely lost identity with myself and like woke up one day and was just like okay like my mental health is deteriorating my physical health like i was failing school like Mm -hmm. all these things were happening and it was like do i want to be the victim or do I want to take control of my life and
0: rewrite my story? So would you say that, like, pot, like you listen to a various amount of podcasts, it mm-hmm. seems like. And I really like the idea that, like, you listen to podcasts sometimes solely just for the content. Do you feel like podcasts have helped you develop that mindset that you need to get out of this toxic situation?
1: So, like, for me identifying it like it's kind of like a trickle like it kind of started off as like emotional manipulation and I'm so huge on everyone taking their time to heal and like process your trauma and for me I got into a relationship and hadn't dealt with the last one prior Mm -hmm. and like I came in with all my baggage like girl I had duffel bags like I was with that baggage and you know, I didn't deal with it. And I projected that onto another person. And like, I, I've made a podcast about this whole relationship. Like, I don't think it was either person's fault. We just showed up, you know, with undealt with trauma and projected that onto each other. And like, that's the tricky thing about toxic relationships is like, it's not a toxic person always. You can be a toxic pair together and not realize it for like six months down the road, you know?
0: Yeah, and I've known people who have dated for like anywhere from three months all the way up to nine years, like up to Mm. nine years of a relationship, and they don't think, wow, I'm in a toxic relationship, because they either push their feelings down because they want to appease another person, or they go through cycles and emotional manipulation like you have. where they just feel like they don't have a voice. They're they not heard.
1: Well, the thing is, like, when you're in a toxic relationship, you become so codependent that, like, the other person is your coping mechanism. Mm-hmm. Or, like, maybe I'm speaking for myself. But, like, for me, it was like, oh, I'm upset. I'm doing this. Like, I've got to see this person. Like, I've got to text them. i got to hang out with them. I need them to reassure me and, like, give me affirmation. But, like it's the the neuroplasticity of it all you can train your brain to say okay this is a healthy way to cope with something and this is not
0: you know yeah we want to explore healthier ways to deal with the problems we have you know there's again I don't think there's any right or wrong way exactly to solve a problem because in my opinion if you're angry yes you shouldn't yell or project on other people but if you do that I feel like it's a better thing to uh, develop the habit of admitting that you you made the mistake Absolutely. and then fix and correct it
1: that's so hard for a yeah. lot of people is just like admitting your wrongs and like a huge thing for me in my entire journey in life is forgiveness mm-hmm. and like whether it be forgiving myself for being mad at like A crappy waiter in a restaurant or whether it be forgiving somebody that put me through a four-year toxic relationship like it's all synonymous and like one of the strongest quotes I got from one of my favorite Mm -hmm. podcasts is forgiveness is the most powerful thing you can do and you do it for yourself Mm -hmm. any like negative charge you have against another living being I mean it could be an animal it could be a baby it could be anybody but that's a negative charge against yourself. And like, you're carrying that with you. Do you want that? I mean, like, do you want that baggage? Like you're gonna, you're gonna carry that with you into every single interaction that you have every day.
0: Yeah. And it's not, it's not okay to sit with um, this almost cluster of emotions that you can't express clearly. So when you have a cluster of those unexpressed emotions that eventually become this heavy baggage that you're carrying onto other people, people can tell by your tone of voice, your energy, your drive goes down, your Mm self-esteem. And then again, in your case, in many other people's cases, you know, you, you lose your sense of self, you know. And I'm not one to say, I wanna discover myself. I think people know who they are at the end of the day I think it takes a lot of exploration and it does take some rediscovery yeah
1: like inherently I think people are born knowing what they are and like a huge thing for me there's a word in Sanskrit and it is Dharma which means that's your soul's purpose like if you if you believe in reincarnation like your sole purpose is going to be the same for your entire lifespan. So like in, in discovering like my Dharma and what I'm here to do ever since I was a little kid, like I always loved to create, like make movies, like record audio. Like when I was little, I was like singing to like Justin Timberlake laying down the track, but like, it's always been the same. It's been to create and to inspire And that's been across the board like my whole life. And like when I first started college, I was so confused because you know, like your family will tell you like, you need to go down this path. This is where the money is. Like it's all money, money, money. You gotta make money. If you're not bringing home money, whatever. Like if you're doing what you love, cool, but you're not gonna make money. Like that's been the whole superstition. Mm -hmm. And my family, I come from, like, a whole family of nurses and people that worked in hospitals. So I was like, okay, I'm going to just follow the herd. And I was, like, halfway done with nursing school and had this epitome where I was like, yo, I hate this. Like, I hate it. Going to class was terrible. Like, I wasn't resonating with anything. And I was just like, wow, like, can i imagine i'm already hating going to school let alone i get in a hospital and go with that energy to work and project that on the patients like that's the last thing you want is somebody doing something they don't want and like in our generation i feel like we're the last line of people that are going to tolerate stuff like that like if we're in a job we don't like sayonara like we're gone you mm-hmm. know and like once I found communications as a major, I transferred to UNA and it was like like black and white. Like I just like, I got up early. I was focused, I was making all A's. It was just like, why didn't I just do this my whole life? Like Here I am 22, like all my friends have graduated and have kids and are married. And I'm like still <laughs> trying to get that bachelor's degree. But, I mean, nobody's journey is should be comparable. And, like, that's a key thing I'm trying to remind myself is, like, this is my journey. And, like, I would not be where I am today had I gone down that little Rabbit off-beaten
0: home. path mm-hmm. for sure. So, for me, I think um, my family and my cultural values being an Asian American, mm-hmm. you know, you have an idealist um And that ideal is um, you need to have a job, like a blue-collar worker. That's the only way you contribute to society, any good, any fast way. And I, strangely, also went to UNA initially for nursing. Wow. That's crazy. Because I relate to you so much because my family was telling me that's just a gratifying job. It's Mm well-paying but then you you actually look into the workforce and you look at these nurses and these nurses are not getting paid as much as you. Dude, he, like they're all alcoholics. Right? Like they hate their life. And that's my thing. I don't want to show up to a job either and hate what I'm doing, and mm-hmm. that's not the point. And now what I like about communications which you kind of touched on was it's kind of like an open an open slate where you are the creator. You are the sole controller of what you are putting out there for people to here you're you know and it's like if you have a message what better way to speak that message than just to say that message to that person you know I don't want to say um you should exercise more and hand someone a jump rope Mm -hmm. I mean they may look at the jump rope be like oh this is cool it can be a decoration I mean no one's going to be literally you know making a jump rope a decoration but what the point I'm getting at is Without the idea, and it ties into neuroplasticity too, because I think that if you gave someone an object and they didn't have any prior notion as to why you gave them that object, they're it's not going to read that like, oh, hey, this is for what you initially thought. Because to them, they may be thinking, you're calling me fat because you gave me this jump rope. But we're really just saying, hey, maybe you need to get your heart rate up because it would help you um your brain function or your body energy or your Absolutely. your blood flow it's just so much interpretation going on
1: it's all about word choice and and the way you present things like like you said earlier it's like if you have a tone like i try to be so conscientious of my words and how i speak to people because i know there's certain things people have said to me that will like ring over in my head like over and over and over for years and you really never know, and like that goes on the other hand. Like, if you see somebody that has a cute outfit or whatever, a random stranger, like compliment them. What are you gonna lose? Exactly. Like, what are you gonna lose? Like that could have made that whole person's day. Like yeah. they're like buzzing,
0: you know. It just dumps pounds me that like anything and everything you talk about is relevant to the theory, like because... It's a little
1: overwhelming. Yes, it is a little
0: overwhelming, because not only does it tie into social media's effect on us, but the fact that entertaining reality TV, even though how mindless it is, we still watch it because it's mindless. But why are we spending our time watching things that aren't beneficial to us? But those are the things we care about. Those are the things we grab our attention. The other day, I was listening to the radio, and this guy you know, the host straight admits, he goes, I've never cared for the royal family until I heard about that interview with, um, whatever their names. Megan? Yes, um, that was the interview, and it was crazy because he admitted to never really caring for the interview couple or royalty at all until he heard that, and it's kind of like the wedding. I didn't really, the royal wedding, I never really cared yeah. or kept up with anything in the UK because we live in the US. Why would we? Yeah, and it just traveled because it was entertaining that's what held our interest. and I think that's so, that's so cool, you know? So what are ways that um, you try to keep mindful thinking? I feel like mindful thinking is a big thing and I think you also do a bit of meditation, if I'm not wrong.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. every day, every day, and twice that, a day if I can.
0: Yeah, and that's honestly just so important to do. And how do you either make time or how do you, like walk us through your day too.
1: Okay, so. A huge thing for me is time management because like growing up I was the procrastinator like I was just like all over the place like not focused like but I wanted to go do whatever else for some reason Mm -hmm. so for me I had to literally go and block out every single day in a journal I mean I journal every day if I can Like, I'm not going to beat myself up if I don't. But I have, like, a set morning schedule that I want to follow. And it's, like, blocked out from 8 a.m. when I wake up to noon-ish. You know, it varies if I have class or work or whatever. But I block this out. And, like, I'm not going to hold myself accountable. I'm going to hold myself accountable, but I'm not going to beat myself up if I don't hit every single one. But doing so, like, I have this, like training in my brain where i'm set to follow the routine like i wake up the first thing i do is meditate like that's the first thing i do i might look at my phone but like the first thing i do is i'm gonna get on my yoga mat i'm gonna sit down and collect myself and like when i'm doing that i'm thinking about what am i gonna do today what do i need to do right now that's gonna make my day the most successful day and like since i've done that it's been a game changer like just having a journal or something to hold you accountable to your schedule is key because like we see like old people you know those posts on Facebook that's like what did you end up regretting and like nine times out of ten it's not living their truth and not doing what they wanted to do in life like they settled you know and And
0: that scares me the most like mm -hmm. I don't want to live a life where I don't feel like the full life. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to this podcast, this other podcast by Trisha Blackwell, I think it's her name, and it's called The Confidence Podcast, and I found it on Apple Podcasts, and I just want to give a big shout out to that one, because I've only listened to one episode for 30 minutes, and in that 30 minutes of that episode I paid, um, I learned that I don't do a lot of things to the best of my ability I yeah
1: like subconsciously though Mm -hmm. it's not like you're and because we get so like in the being a student we're going to work we're doing this like we're just trying to like get by and then you're like wait there's this whole body here that I have to pay attention to and Mm -hmm. take care of and like the whole mind body spirit connection is like so real like it's probably never gonna be all cohesive but like that's how your body works like you have to be aware, like. Okay, I might have to work five shifts this week, but then I need to take some time off and like just do me stuff because I'm gonna be like
0: dead if yeah, I don't. Definitely, and that's why like I feel like it's very important to have that self care. Now I really respect the fact that you you meditate every day. You know, you collect yourself and you find yourself.
1: And it's not easy at first. Like I yeah. I hate people that are like I can't do it. I can't. Like first of all, can't should never be a word in your vocabulary like just go ahead and throw it out you're literally writing the path like the way your brain works it's the law of attraction you got to speak it into existence like yeah, you gotta say hey it. I I do this and like that's a whole thing that I do is like when I first last year I wrote down like a list of goals that I wanted to do that were just like totally crazy out of my perception of thinking that they could happen and like I talked about them as if they've already happened, you know, like, they're already there, I've already, like, I can touch them, I can see them, I can feel them, and it's, like, literally black and white, how your brain, like, you you write it down, and your brain just starts to make the pathway to get there, Mm -hmm. and, like, I go back, and I looked at this, like, list of, like, goals, I think there's, like, two of them I didn't check off, Mm -hmm. but, like, all of them, like, pretty much got all of them by just, like, focusing on it and setting an intention to follow and like our age specifically like the whole party culture like if you want to go out and get drinks with your friends and stay up all night cool like do that do that but you got to have balance you got to be able to come back home sunday morning hit that yoga mat meditate drink a kombucha or something (laughs) because you're probably dying because you drank alcohol but seriously and like I
0: heard it's great for hangovers. So That's a budget. random side note, girl, but it's
1: so good. It's really? it's like a, it's like I feel like somebody like took out a defibrillator and like shocked me back to
0: life. <laughs> I love it. Um, so my thing is, I, it just sounds like we as people, we're just creatures of habit, mm-hmm. you know. So tying it full circle, if you think about like what we discussed earlier of the toxic relationships, you're talking about um, self care. You're talking about people who say, I can't. And people who are okay with letting that limitation dictate the path of their life. I agree with you. People should not limit themselves when it comes to their life.
1: Have you ever seen the video of Will Smith jumping out of a helicopter over the Grand Canyon? No. He's like bungee jumping into the Grand Canyon out of a helicopter. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it'll this, this video will have you in tears by the end of it because you know how well Smith is. Like he's just oh, so yes. well-spoken. And he goes up into this helicopter. It's his birthday. He's got all of his loved ones around him. And you know, like they have been talking it up, planning it for a while. And he goes up in the helicopter and you see his face and just the utter I mean, his face is pale because how terrified he is. And like, how you doing, Will? He's like, <laughs> hi, I am <laughs> He like doesn't even says something in gibberish. And then they like, you know, throw him out of the Helicopter And he's just, like, soaring through the Grand Canyon. And, like, you can just, like, see the bliss, like, radiating off wow. of him. And, like, the best quote from this video is, God placed all of the best things in life on the other side of fear. Mm-hmm. And we live in fear so much. I mean, people like to use anxiety as, like, a crutch and say, okay, oh, well, I can't do that. I have anxiety. Like, no, it's actually you succumbing to fear and letting that rule your life and like that's been my whole thing like probably in 2021 all the things that i'm like scared to do or like scared that people will judge me i like stop my brain right there like if i'm like scared of wearing a certain outfit because i'm like oh my god like people will think this wait julia you actually don't care what people think you're actually here to just like live your best life and do whatever you want and same with everything else that I'm scared to do. I mean, I was scared to come back to school after I had taken a semester off, and I was just like, "Wow, like, just do it." And the the Will Smith video inspired me so much. You've got to put it on your bucket list yeah. because, like, I got so lucky. My friend had won a raffle ticket to go skydiving, and she had to move to Alaska she got a job there and she had this free ticket to go skydiving and it was like the best gift I've ever gotten in my whole life the amount of fear you feel like they take you in there they show you a video they're like a lot of people die from skydiving here are all the injuries and here's everything that could go wrong and here's what happens when your parachute doesn't work and like then they're like all right see ya have fun oh my gosh and like, I... The the worst part is being on the airplane. You're, like, sitting in a dude's lap. Like, I can feel his organs, like, breathing. That's how close we wow. are. Like, I'm... I am physically attached to this random Puerto Rican man. His name was Yuko. <laughs> really nice guy, but... You get up there, and he whispers in my ear, and he says, Julia, if you're going to say no no sounds just like go so Mm -hmm. if you're having a moment where you need to get out and you don't want to jump he said i need to know right now (laughs) and i'm like okay (laughs) all right all right i think i got this and they open the door and it's like i don't know if you've ever been in a plane with a door open but it's like you know that the air starts to like flap in your face and it's like freezing up yeah. there, like, absolutely freezing, and there's these one guys that start jumping off, and I told him, I was like, hey, hey, I was sitting in the front of the plane, I said, I gotta go next, I gotta go <laughs> next, or I'm not going, Got you. and, like, he takes me to the end, and it's, like, it's, like, dying, basically, it's, like, okay, like, I have to put aside every limiting belief, everything, that whole video that, ho- that I just watched, and just do it, and it's, like, literally everything you've dreamed about flying but more like the most bliss I've ever felt in my whole life like I was like can I just stay up here and I get to the ground and I'm just like adrenaline pumping like just so excited and to take that like experience home with me I tell myself all the time you jumped out of an airplane like you willingly jumped out of an airplane why can't you why can't you go dance in front of this guy? Why can't you ask this person out? Why can't you go back to school? Like You can do anything.
0: You jumped out of an airplane, girl. You know? I really like that. I, I like the fact that, like... It was, like, a defining experience yeah, of my life. Yeah, that's what I was trying to get at. It just sounded like it was... It really molded your character. And it molded, molded you into someone you wanted to become. You're kind of growing into Absolutely. the person you wish to be. I also like the way you you know you tell the story it's like I was there with you I'm engaged and I'm like wow so I can hear him breathing (laughs) girl I was feeling him breathing yeah and that's that's so crazy to me so I guess my next question would probably be like other than skydiving what is like an experience or a time in your life where you felt just so in your own body and you were so fearless like you were just so excited and thrilled like Do you have one? Do you recall one?
1: I do have one. Okay. It's okay. You're going to have to bear with me on this one. Okay. So after said toxic relationship, I I don't know if you've ever been in one, but it's like, y'all say you're going to break up for like a year.
0: You Mm -hmm. know? Like,
1: it's like, okay, we're broken up, but we're still hanging out tonight. Yeah. And it was, like, embarrassing. Like, I was like, how do I cut this cord? And I had a friend who had lost, like, six family members in a year like really bad trauma and she told me hey like i've been seeing this uh energy healer it's called reiki energy mm-hmm. it's like a japanese tradition of healing people with your hands or whatever and so i'm like reiki what are you talking about and this is kind of like the beginning of my like spiritual journey like i had just started meditating for like 6 months she tells me like hey I know you're really struggling with this, but Reiki's been a lifesaver for me, and I really highly suggest you go see this woman. And I'm like, okay, like, I probably talked to this guy for, like, a whole nother month. I'm like, okay, I gotta, gotta cut this cord. Like, and that's a whole thing. Like, when you're in any type of relationship with somebody, like, there's an energy cord between y'all. And if it's good or bad, like, it's up to you. Do you want to cut that cord? And... I booked the appointment to go see this woman, very skeptical. Like, very skeptical because I'd never done anything like this. It was, like, $70 an hour. I'm like, oh, I better be having, like, an epiphany. Yeah. You know, like, it better be life-changing. That's not cheap. <laughs> and I get there, and it's, like, like the most comfortable I've ever felt in my life. Like, I saw a woman named Nicole, and what, as soon as I met Nicole, it was, like, being reunited with, like, like my long lost mom like I just felt so comfortable around her like I was just like oh my god like she's like my mom like Mm -hmm. (laughs) the thing about Reiki is like when they it was my first time so they take you into this room and it's like kind of dark ambient there's like essential oils going on there's like sage everywhere (laughs) like there's like a a bed kind of like a massage table Mm -hmm. that she like takes you in and you lay on it and i just kind of told her about my life and like gave her a rundown like basically i have this really unhealthy attachment to somebody and i need help like i need to get away and she like looked at me in the eyes and it was like this woman was like staring into my soul like i understand more than you know i've been in that position and i wouldn't wish it on anyone and she was like, I'm going to do everything I can to help you. And it was, like, a very emotional moment. Like, I I struggle to be emotional with people. Like, it's really a hard thing for me, even my friends and family. Like, I will not cry in front of you unless you're lucky, mm-hmm. you know? And I could like feel myself watering up with this woman. And she her eyes are like tearing up. She's looking at me in the eyes. And I'm like, please don't make me cry, woman. Please. It's too. We're five minutes into this. And she like lays me down on the table. And, you know, she's like staging my whole body. And this was like the most like ceremonial experience I've ever had. Like it's like almost religious, but like not. Like it was like a very ritualistic ceremonial sacred practice that we were experiencing and she's like you know talking to me about basically the way energy works is and trauma it gets trapped in your body and like she explained how you want it to be flowing through all of your energy centers and like each seven chakras she was like she could already look at me and tell me which part was blocked she's like oh honey like Mm -hmm your heart like your heart and she could feel that it was like honestly so uncomfortable (laughs) because like once she starts doing the actual reiki where she's taking her hands and you know placing them over each of my chakras and like I could feel like I've never felt energy in my body consciously but I could feel like things physically moving around me like my blood started pumping fast like you know, when you go to the doctor and they like do those little reflex things on your knee? Like, I was like, like jolting like that. Like, she was like, that's normal. Like, you're literally just releasing stuff. Like, that was just stuff that's been stuck. And I'm like getting emotional in this. And she explained to me, like, people in a toxic relationship have an imbalance of the masculine side of themselves and the feminine because we're not either creature really by habit we're both like we carry both traits and she put this masculine stone in one hand and a feminine stone in the other hand and like i i've never had like a connection with crystals or any like profound moment like this like i always kind of thought it was bs and when she's doing this like my hands like start to like pulsate Like, I can physically feel, like, my hand throbbing. It was the weirdest sensation. I'm like, oh, what kind of voodoo is going on right now? And, but I'm, like, feeling so calm. Like, the most peaceful, blissful, euphoric state I've ever felt. And she, like, comes around to me and, like, holds my hand. I don't even know how to put into words how amazing this experience was. But it was, like... Our souls were, like, conjoined forever. Like, I felt like this woman was going to be, like, my healer for the rest of my life. Like, we had such a profound connection in this moment. As it's over, I'm, like, coming out of the room, and she's taking me back upstairs to go pay for everything. And I'm, like, am I supposed to feel like this? Like, I'm, like, in this weird, groggy, euphoria state. Like, like almost like it was, like like, on drugs or something. Like, everything was, like... Really bright, like the sun was just so bright. Greens were greener, like the birds were chirping. Like it was just like this blissful moment of like actual living. Like I was like, "Dang, this is how it should be every single day." And I'm like just smiling with the biggest smile on my face. And of all of the people to walk in, my friend Ashton, who had told me about Reiki, walks right through the front door, and. It would be one thing, like, if we lived in the same city, but she lived, like, an hour away. Like, it was totally random. Didn't tell her I was going to get Reiki that day. Like, she just happened to be there at the exact moment when I walked out. And she looks at me, and she's like, dude, you just got Reiki, didn't you? And has, like, this big smile on her face. And we just, like, had the biggest hug. And, like, my Reiki healer was, like, looking at me. And we were just had this, like weird realization of like divine timing like how weird that I was in the right place at the right time with these exact people and to this day like I highly recommend Reiki like I think everybody should do it once in their life I sent all my family members after I went I bought them all tickets I was like just go just go if you will go I will pay for it and
0: yeah I don't know I was I'm I'm blown away by your story, <laughs> I, My only thing is, it sounds like really in-depth therapy. Like, it's very therapeutic. It's, it's energy work, which is therapy. Like,
1: we in the Western world, we've normalized, to an extent, normalized therapy. I mean, people still don't go to get therapy when they need it, which, like, I'm a huge advocate for therapy. I've had a therapist, like, my whole life that I've seen on and off, and I think that's really important, but people fail to realize how important the energy work is and I'm still like it's never done you know like the work is never done you're gonna have to constantly work on yourself throughout life if you want to be a successful person and if you don't then just stick where you're at and you'll
0: keep getting the same results you know Mm -hmm. my thing is some people may listen to this story um and asks you how you feel about religion. I personally would probably ask you about religion. Mm. Do you feel like people feel this when they are um, embodying the teachings of, say, Christ, or they're saying the body, it meant a Buddha or something Oh, so that's and such forth? a good
1: question. That is such a good question, Sophia. Um, I think religion is like having a set religion is kind of like telling somebody that your coffee isn't right versus their own coffee you know like you may like black coffee but I like mine with creamer so who am I to say something is right or wrong which like personally I don't really identify with any religion like growing up I was Methodist Christian and like kind of had this huge realization like I'm not Christian like I don't resonate with this at all and my mom was like really angry and frustrated because we were at church on Christmas one year, and, like, everybody's singing the hymns, and I'm like, wait a second. I don't like this. Like, I never really liked it, and I kind of, like, was strong enough to, like, put my foot down, but in religion, like, I probably identify with, like, Hindu and Buddhist the most, but it's so confusing. Like, once I started to dive into, like, spirituality, I question everything, so it's hard to like really resonate with something particularly and I think that's kind of a whole facade that we fall into or you know we're ingrained into as kids is you have to identify with certain things like you should be able to morph into whoever you want in your life you should be able um, if you want to wake up tomorrow and wear cowboy chaps to school you should be able to do that if you want and you know the next day if you want to go to Christian Bible study, then go, you know, and like, it frustrates me how much pressure we put on kids, because they're so malleable and impressionable, we put on this pressure on children of, okay, well, mommy and daddy do this, mommy and daddy do this, so it's right, Mm -hmm. you know?
0: Yeah, so I do think that like, children are a product of their environment, things they've learned, been taught, Mm -hmm. been around. For me, um, I personally am Christian, Mm -hmm. but that's because Christianity resonates with me. And how I feel religion is, religion is like a set of moral code. Like you live by a moral code. And so to make someone like you who's very free-spirited and wants no limitation in life and doesn't want to be bound by... Any set of morals you know you want to define your own and kind of create your own path which I respect highly mm-hmm. you know I I feel like when you identify with a religion or a certain spirituality or to spirituality in general I feel like you're just trying to manifest about a good energy and a good morale for yourself. absolutely it's it's not for yourself it's for
1: the world it's like you should you shouldn't wake up and want to do things for yourself you should wake up because you want to make the world a better place Mm -hmm. and if everybody's mindset wasn't so me 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 and it changed to everybody else like it would change the way we operate fundamentally like we are so ingrained in that ego and like I have to please myself I have to make sure everything's okay for me first that like We've ignored the whole actual purpose of existence. Like the whole reason you came here was to connect with people,
0: on a deep level, you know. And I think I, I agree. Like your the purpose of life. I've always felt was you're putting on the you're put on this earth with a role to communicate and to be with others Mm -hmm. and live by your own moral guiding principles. I do agree that people should live by a guiding principle, whatever that may be, you know, whether that is with limitation or without limitation. Mm -hmm. Or if people don't feel limited in that way, then I think that's okay too. I just think we're speaking on the perspective of you and me. So I feel like if we were to make sense of what we're saying, I'm someone who lives by a moral code, and I live by a certain limitation. But now these limitations don't feel like limitations for me. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's very different than, say, people who don't necessarily want to invoke change in their life or manifest a gooder, better energy.
1: Yeah. And that's where it's so tricky because, like, you, I mean, you kind of touched on this earlier. Like, you can't really tell anybody to do anything. People are, like you said, creatures of habit. They're going to do whatever they want to do. And... Like, do you think when we come here that, like, everything's written out or, like, do you believe in fate
0: that, like, everything that's going to happen to you happens to you for a reason? Um, Yeah, because if you think about it, whether it be spirituality or religion, I feel like fate is another word, I guess, for it. But I think in this case, that's probably the best Um, definitive, concrete like ideology behind what we're getting at. People learn different ways, but I do feel like there is a guided path for you to follow, whether you believe in God or Buddha or anything else. I feel like your life isn't predetermined, no, but I do feel like life is like a domino effect, where the path that you are making for yourself is affected by your choices and your decisions, or what you choose to guide you.
1: I also know my path four years ago is not my path
0: today so
1: the universe didn't change it I chose to change it
0: yeah you know so with that I just think it's a matter of perception and going into your own person I think when you are born you know you are born with rules and regulations you're you're thrown into an environment where you are then forced to kind of set boundaries for yourself mm-hmm. and then. When you go from there, it's, it's almost like um, whether or not you have a set path is kind of of your choosing. And what I mean by this is people don't often see that in life, there's so many paths you could have chosen in your life. We could have both chose to be nursing majors and mm. pursued that route, but we didn't because we knew in our hearts there was a better path for us. So I think people in general have multiple paths in which they can choose, which Which is why people who major in different things other than us, we can find very interesting as well because that's their life's dreams. They went to a, through a path that we will never understand, mm. we will never know. And then people will never know the t- the mindset that went behind why we chose the pathway that we did. But the point of this podcast is also to explore kind of that ideology on why do you feel like your your path was chosen for you? And for you, you expressed your journey with Reiki. 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 Yes. Yeah. You went. You underwent Reiki therapy to almost come to a realization that it was for you Mm -hmm. and I feel like you went through probably an example of a trial and error phase where even though you were skeptical to believe or you were skeptical to try you felt you were putting a limitation on yourself by not going. Absolutely yeah like that
1: when I had gotten Reiki it was in like August the next semester I took off school and I found myself more in those six months than I have my whole life. I had these huge epiphanies like oh, my God, I've always been a content creator. I have always loved doing this. Like, duh, this is this is my dharma. Like, this is my passion. It's been here right in front of my face all along. And, like, you have to be brave enough to follow that path of resistance. Like, when I dropped out of school, I mean, you should have heard what my dad said to me. I mean, I was, like, the failure of the family. Like, I mean, they thought I was just, like gonna work at a bar for the rest of my life and just be cool with bartending. Like that was that was it for me. In hindsight, it was so disheartening, but like I had to block out that white noise and just be like, okay, like this is my path. And in doing so, like I fell in love with content creation again. I was just like, okay, like this, is, this has become my hobby. But when your hobby merges with your career, it's like the sweet
0: spot people's opinions or suggestions for your life are like Sour Patch Kids because they're sour when you receive them because you're not going to receive criticism. It's from a good good place. Yes, and it's from a good place and you understand, but that's when you hit that sweet spot, that understanding, or that want to understand why people are coming to you with such energy, such criticism, such harsh words. When you find that sweet spot to understand. It's a motivator
1: for me, honestly. It
0: motivates you. But in the end of the day...
1: Yeah, like at the end of the day, you go to bed with yourself. Exactly. Be happy with what you like to do, not what your
0: dad likes you doing. That ideology shouldn't have any effect on you, but you allow it to manifest your brain and stay with you because it could have easily just disappeared. But because it lingers, you don't... You kind of live with a shadow of it. All they know,
1: like that's their saving grace. Mm -hmm. And you can't blame people for what they grew up with once you're like 80 plus like you, you good luck trying to change someone's mind
0: told me something very interesting they told me that when you reach the age around 30 35 around that area you are actually the person you're going to be for the rest of your life Whoa. because they say it's harder for you to change habits you've developed for yourself okay what i'm getting at is you should want To understand where I'm coming from and I should want to know where you're coming from because then that creates the compassion in the world and I stress this in every podcast that with compassion and empathy if we were to learn that and to continue to pursue that and want to learn from opposing sides we won't feel like the world is full of hate or that life sucks because life doesn't suck life they're gonna have awful moments you're gonna have amazing moments you're gonna have moments where you're uncomfortable you're gonna have moments where you're you're gonna put yourself on the edge you're gonna be questioning your existence and stuff like that but i think it's very important to create that community find that community that relates to you so i think that's why there's power in communications because you can appeal to communities of people who believe the same way and i think it's very powerful to find your guiding principle in this man, for me, it would be my fellow Christians, and mm-hmm. for you, it would be followers of energy. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's cool. You know, and I can still respect you without feeling. And same, like, yeah, yeah. And that's the whole thing.
1: Is like, that's why I'm so big on meditation. Is like, I, I see the underlying root of why everyone does everything now. Like for example, I was in Atlanta the other weekend, and this man had, like, the worst road rage I've ever seen in my life, like, it, like, physically hurt me to watch someone talk like this to another human being, but, like, just saying the ugliest words, I mean, the ugliest words anyone's ever said to this man for, like, cutting him off in traffic, and I was just like, wow, like, he's hurting so bad, he's hurting so, like, I don't know what's going on at home, Mm -hmm. but he is hurting bad, and, Like, as soon as I got a chance when I got home, I meditated and sent love to that guy immediately. Like, I don't know where you are, I don't know what your name is, but you need this more than anybody. And
0: that would be a form of a prayer for me. Mm -hmm.
1: Absolutely. And that's crazy. That's that's that divination, you know. And in each religion, ideology, there is an example of
0: that across the board, you know. But uh, to kind of close out here, because we have talked very heavily on spirituality and identifying... With uh, a set of morals and guiding principle in which life brings us full circle and how well when we started off talking about toxic relationships how you overcame that and how other people may have been in the same situation Mm -hmm. and I hope this podcast as episode you know makes people think am I in one and if they are I hope they do it like extensive thinking on, on it because it may not be a toxic relationship and they deem it one but if they do really do feel so they're living in, in a very toxic relationship uh i hope they find ways of maybe the key is just like
1: well i don't We really, really didn't touch on like the red flags but the key is to like not acknowledge how you feel in life you know Your mind and your heart is never gonna lie to you about how you feel about a situation. If you get anxious or you get uncomfortable, like, there's probably a reason why you're feeling that way. And acknowledge that. Like, don't bottle things up and ignore them. Like, as we talked earlier, like, these, this energy and everything that you keep inside, it's gonna physically come out one day, yeah. whether it be like you break your arm or you get Crohn's disease or something like that. like It's gonna affect you eventually.
0: Yeah. And it's crazy because I was literally gonna ask you for the very last question, what were um, ways that you feel like people could either identify a toxic relationship and what are good habits to have to, in order to maybe... Break it? Break that or maybe find clarity in their mindset you know find peace within themselves um for me
1: like okay so once you've identified like hey I'm probably in this relationship I don't want to be in you've got to set boundaries like boundaries are your gateway To having your own strong self again and like when you feel like you've lost that sense of identity you're gonna start to set boundaries and people won't react the same you'll start to notice how people react to you it could be positive or negative accordingly but you have to interpret how you're going to move forward from that are you gonna be firm with your boundaries are you gonna fall back
0: on them the next day And I think that ties into self-esteem and worth, too. Absolutely, absolutely. And I feel like with that being said, um, you should know your worth. I don't think anyone in this world should look at what they view their worth as too much or too little.
1: Yes. Like, I I hate when people tell you you're too much of anything. Like, growing up, people always told me I have too much energy or I'm too loud. Like,
0: okay that's me but that's a personality trait that either you if you want to be in my life have Mm -hmm. to live with or live without you know because there's no way now I do believe making changes to adapt to your environment or maybe for yourself yeah obviously you know for others
1: yeah like don't let anybody tell you you have to act a certain way especially if like for me my loudness and my out-of-pocketness is like my favorite part about myself like why would i and that was a huge huge thing for me in my relationship like i found myself like changing to fit how this person liked people and when you find yourself like changing or vice versa wanting them to change because they don't fit your bill that's when you need to realize like you can't make anybody do anything relationships are about
0: to me adaptability you know you need to be able to adapt to the other person's love language or how they are trying to come to you about a problem, and sometimes it may sound like criticism. You know that's something I've noticed. My, um, I just know that there is a lot of hearsay, um, miscommunication, and with that miscommunication came a lot of problems. So in order, communication is key. It is key. And in this sense, we're talking about understanding the other person rather than forcing your ideology onto them, projecting, Mm -hmm. once again, onto your partner, because now you are creating a toxic energy that you are now implementing into the relationship, and it's just going to make that relationship sink faster, you know? It's a
1: cycle. It is a
0: cycle.
1: I, this cycle showed up for me in at least three relationships. It the cycle was that I didn't, um, I didn't have self-appreciation or self-respect, because I allowed this to persist and it showed up for me in one, two, three relationships. And the third one, God or whoever was like, this is it. Like, you're going to literally like die if you don't get this lesson. Like this is, this is the lesson you have to learn. Had I not dealt with it, guess what? It comes back. You know, Mm -hmm. it, that's the same way of all soul lesson that you will ever learn in your life. It's going to keep repeating for you unless
0: you learn the lesson. Yeah, I agree. And Disclaimer: I'm actually very happy in my rela- relationship. Because <laughs> I was just thinking, like, there may be some people who are listening and think that I'm in an awful relationship. Even they think that, let them. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter. I, I understand. Yeah, you're right. Because people shouldn't assume things. You know, that's another. That's thing. a huge thing. I mean,
1: especially on social media, we will compare ourselves to like the ideal couple and just be like, oh my god, they have it all. Like Cardi B and Offset. I see them like on the beach. Drinking mai tais and Turks and Caicos, so I'm like, wow, they must really be happy. And you know, they are fighting at home. They got a baby. It's not pretty like that. They broke up, got back together. Like everybody goes through it.
0: Yeah, and to think that her case is the only case that people but might people see. use that to manipulate her. Yeah, and that's that's so wrong. Just because someone is of higher influence and you You shouldn't try to tear them down Mm -hmm. and that's why i feel like cancel culture can be very toxic oh cancel don't even that's a
1: whole nother podcast girl (laughs) another
0: podcast guys but anyways yes this is um julia smith and her amazing story on how she found her spirituality and how you know spirituality and however you choose to um be guided through life with um it's very important to brace yourself set boundaries like she said uh, to sum everything up and to really know the in and outs of who you are what you're going through and sharing that human experience with other people because we are here to connect with others at the end of the day but yeah well that concludes this episode of the people on Toys podcast thank you so much julia smith you have been a light and very loving thank you in this yeah i feel like we get like we can go all day i need to have you on my podcast yeah i mean i'm more than glad to be on there that's it guys thank you so much for joining us and i hope you see you in the next episode well guys that concludes this week's episode of the people on toast podcast i hope you learned something about yourself today these interesting conversations but join me next time on soundcloud.com slash so kim lee or wherever you find your podcast guys till next time see you there